Power Hour LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go. We are not stopping tonight. It is game night. We are seven days away from what should be. And I I am pumping this game up. ESPN better cut me a check. Camping World Stadium better cut me a check. Because I feel like you are about to witness one of the legendary games in all of college football. Okay. And the big question I want from you. And I want you to objectively answer this. Who is the better quarterback in this matchup? Is it Jordan Travis or is it Jaden Daniels? Okay. I don't think anyone's going to absolutely destroy you if you say it's Jordan Travis because he is absolutely freaking phenomenal. Okay. And he was in this game last year versus us. And on the opposite end of it, Jaden Daniels was so phenomenal for us to even be in the game. And I think if you actually compare the two, they both dealt with a really shaky supporting cast surrounding him, right? Jordan Travis had his receivers drop a lot of passes on balls that he put on the money. Jaden Daniels was playing with the backup center, backup right guard, backup right tackle, tons of pass protection mistakes, tons of drops, a slot receiver who decided to essentially not play hard. Um, There was so much holding him back objectively in the game. And if you go back and actually rewatch it and consume it, you saw that Jaden Daniels really gave Florida State's defense a lot of issues. We couldn't run the football up the middle. We couldn't do this or that or the third. It doesn't matter what we did. It was Jaden that honestly kept us in the game. So give me your best answer in the comments section below or in the live chat. And if you love deep film study breakdowns, those are back, baby. Earlier tonight, we broke down how to stop Florida State's best play. Okay. Counter. All right. Now they have all these different variations of counter, and I showed you almost each and every one of them. I even showed you a seminar that their offensive line coach, Alex Atkins, actually gave two coaches on a few counter variations that we didn't even see last year that I think we're going to see on Sunday. So if you love film study breakdowns, make sure you go check that out. The truth here, though, is I am torn on who is the better quarterback between the two of them. I still think Jaden Daniels has more upside. I really do, because he is the more athletic quarterback of the two. He is a better runner of the two. And if we do see Jaden get slightly better as a thrower, he becomes a significant player in the Heiser Trophy race. But it would not shock me if Jordan Travis wins it next year either. He also is a very good runner. He is a very accurate thrower of the football. He's got great weapons surrounding him. I think both of them have a lot alike. And I think Jaden will have the better game on Sunday. Let's go, Jaden. Show him who the true Next great quarterback is in all of college football. Let's go. Could be some bias mixed in there because I really do think Jordan Travis is great. I really, really, really do think so. We say hi to Rai Rai, who is the big winner, the big winner of our Jamar Chase card. In fact, I still have it here. Rai Rai, please confirm your address. 
via email to me. I sent you an email, actually. We say hi to Jason. L.A. Mom, she is one of the many patrons of PHL, along with Skipper and Jared. L.A. Mom got a one-on-one with me yesterday. That's part of your Patreon subscription. So if you want to do a one-on-one with me to talk this matchup before um, Sunday, sign up for Patreon. I'll give you that. I'll give you a Joe Burrow card in the mail, and you get to be a part of the live Discord that we chat about during the game and all that good stuff, okay? Um, we decided to chance... Marcus, good to see you. Shout out to all our offshore people. Hal, I see Michael. I see both Michael B's in here. You know, it's a special occasion. Both Michael B's are actually battling for the fantasy football championship last year. Okay. Now, I got something super special for this evening. What autograph card are we giving away tonight? I don't. I can't. I seem to have misplaced it. Still. I actually do want to reach for the stars tonight. I feel like tonight is going to be super special, like it was last Sunday. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. All right. If we get to a hundo in super chats, we are giving away a Jacob Hester autograph card. All right. I've given out a ton of my Hester collection. He's a very popular player, as many of you know. Um, the next thing we are going to give out tonight, like we did last week, if we get to 550 in Super Chats, all right? That's about, we were actually more than that last week. I will give out one of my favorite cards in my collection. Now, this is me objectively saying this. This Jamar Chase, he's worn this patch before, autograph card. This is going out to one of you if we get to 550. Last week, we almost set a record, which was absolutely crazy. I don't know if we'll ever get to that much. So I'm... Going a little bit lower than that. $550 in Super Chats. It's going to one of you. Jamar Chase card autograph tonight. Okay? So, BT changed up the photo uh, in, in a short period. We got both BTs in here. Both Michael B's, both BTs. Good to see you. Okay? Really excited about this. Danny Girl, good to see you as well. All right. So, next thing I want to get into. All right, because it's not just quarterbacks. We understand that um, it's probably seventy percent of the game, but there's the other thirty percent. There's a guy who can affect the quarterback that could be the next great thing at LSU, and that, of course, is Harold Perkins. He already is the next great thing at LSU. How is he going to fit into this matchup? Now, I didn't want this to actually be the basis of the video because you guys know how much. I love jersey numbers, okay? I was going to make this the title of the video, but I didn't want to because there's already been so much debate about the number seven and the number 18 thing, okay? Now, here's the truth. There's never a right person for number 18, okay? And the reason being is that there's multiple people on pretty much every LSU team that's a very good player who embodies a program and does the right things. It's not easy to just give the number 18 out to just one guy, which is oftentimes the reason they give it out to two players. Okay. I do agree with Makai Wingo. All right. This is a guy who's won off field awards, not just this off season, but the off season before. Okay. He is a three-star recruit from Missouri. How many three-star recruits from Missouri have been successful players at LSU? Not many. Okay. And he has spoken to the media probably more than, any other LSU player. He went to SEC media days and represented our program. And I feel as if there is a really high 
floor for Makai Wingo because what we don't want is the number 18 to be worn by someone who doesn't actually play a whole lot this next season. And that has happened at LSU, unfortunately. So number 18s have gone to players that turned out to not be that. Now, of course, number 18 isn't really as much performance award as it is off the field. It's a mixture of all those things. I think they got that right. Okay, there's never just one person. There's Josh Williams. I definitely could have seen number 18 go to Josh Williams. Uh, there's a lot of players that I could have seen it go to. Major Burns could have been someone. Hell, he wears a neck roll as a safety. That that is something I think you know Jacob Hester obviously would love to see. But honestly, the truth is I'm perfectly fine with Makai Wingo being the number 18 for LSU. Now, Will Campbell being the number seven was probably the best decision. Okay, we have seen the number seven and number 18 go to what I like to call volume positions, right? We don't deem those positions successful unless they get a certain amount of volume of touches. The good thing about an offensive lineman is there is no volume, right? You're, you're playing the same amount of snaps regardless. I think Will Campbell, a lot like Makai Wingo, has such a high floor as a player. Now, I think, obviously, the great Malik Neighbors is going to have a fantastic season. I really do believe it, okay? But the truth here is the number seven uniform, it's a little safer to go on an offensive alignment, right? It, it just is. It's, it's not been the best skill position number in recent years anyway. So I'm perfectly fine with it. Malik has always had number eight. Let him be remembered for a number eight. If you have a Malik neighbor's number eight uniform, guess what? You don't need to change it, okay? And I'm sure a lot of you do because he's been one of our best players. And if you have a Will Campbell number 66 uniform, my boy Ty Christiana has gotten a lot of those signed. Um, guess what? All I got to do is put a number seven patch on it. I love these decisions by Brian Kelly. And I'm not just saying that because I'm backing him up. I didn't think he would give it to an offensive lineman. And it also sets a precedent out there that, look, LSU, they've never not been good at wide receiver. But now, at offensive line... If I'm a five-star, I could be like, wow, I could wear the same jersey number as Leonard Fournette. How many offensive tackles can say, hey, I wore number seven? None. None could say that. And I also think, like we discussed with Lance Hurd, all right? Brian, thank you so much. First Super Chat of the evening. Like we discussed with Lance Hurd, all right? Lance Hurd shared with all of you that he agrees with me that offensive linemen shouldn't be discriminated against. They should be allowed to wear single digits as well. As well. I think Will Campbell should be allowed to wear number seven, the actual number seven, the same way Lloyd Cushaberry should have been allowed to wear the actual number 18. Folks, we're an advanced society. We don't need to know that an offensive lineman is not an eligible receiver. Okay, I know it's done for the officials and the teams and all that crap. Let the guy wear number seven. If you can't tell Will Campbell is Will Campbell, you can't tell an offensive lineman is different from a wide receiver. He probably shouldn't be watching football anyway. Watch pickleball. Watch whatever. That's my only issue with it. Will Campbell should be allowed to wear number seven. He should. Okay? So, I I truly, truly, truly do believe that Brian Kelly made the right decisions. I do. Now, obviously, it's not just Brian Kelly that makes big decisions such as this. Um, we'll learn more about how it was actually decided at some point. But... I do love the fact that the skill guys didn't get it. 
because you don't want skilled guys pressing, right? And what can happen is you get that number seven uniform and you're not having a number seven season. You you're, you start getting frustrated. You start getting mad at everybody. Okay. And the, 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 like for instance, number 18 was given out to a running back before. All right. And that's fine. It's, it's no big deal, but with the way running back is played now, you're, you're never guaranteed touches in, in, in this day and age at running back. And then everyone's like, well, he's not living up to the expectations of the jersey number. Offensive line, defensive line, most people that watch football, they 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 don't know if an offensive lineman or defensive lineman is really doing their job. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. But if you go out there and drop a pass, or if you go out there and you're three yards in a cloud of dust, did, well – Everyone's going to be like, well, gosh darn it. It's Jonathan Giles all over again. Thank you so much, Ryder. I will get you all set up. Okay. So I I am I am perfectly fine with the jersey number thing. Perfectly fine. I think I think Brian Kelly got it right. I do. Now, I want to get into this game. All right. Thursday night. We'll have James Robinson on the show. He is a former Florida State fullback, and he is very involved in Florida State media. He'll be on the show. You guys know. Uh, my schedule for this week is absolutely crammed. Uh, Monday night, AYS, 730s. That's every Monday. You guys should already be doing that. And then obviously Tuesday, 815. Wednesday, 6. Thursday, 815. Sunday pregame, halftime, and postgame show, and I will be right here. Now, I know some of you want to do a PHL get-together in Orlando. Um, I, I'm still trying to figure out the best way to potentially do that. If there is somewhere by the stadium you guys would like to meet up, maybe that's something uh, we could set up. I'm, I'm going to try my absolute hardest, okay? Uh, but if that doesn't happen... It's, trust me, it's hard to do logistics, especially if you're not going. But I know a lot of you have asked about meeting up at the game. Okay? So, there you go. Yeah, a lot of you have been asking about this Super Chat stuff. Uh, I'm sorry to see that, Buster. But you can always Venmo me. And the good thing about a Venmo is I get 100% of the Venmo. Or YouTube takes a good chunk of the donation. So, my Venmo is... At Carter the Power, it's also to it's also on the pin message. So there you go. Now, yeah, you go, Danny girl. The patch, yeah, that actually is a good idea. Brian, any question that um, you want to bring up here? Let's see. All right. Super glad number seven isn't one of our more dynamic playmakers. I believe it's a curse on the field and needs to be off the field and retired as a Tyron Matthew jersey. Okay. So this is kind of an ordeal this weekend. All right. You know, Brian Kelly has changed some of the criteria for the number seven uniform that you need to be from Louisiana. I'm okay with that. The issue, though, I have with that is, well, the guy who started really the number seven tradition, um, and Buster, thank you for the super chat. The guy that started the number seven tradition is Patrick Peterson. Okay. Patrick Peterson is, you can't tell the history of LSU football without Patrick Peterson. He is one of the best 
to ever play at LSU. I don't think anyone – you actually can't debate the contrary. Um, where he is on the GOAT scale is up to you, but he's definitely got to be in your top ten. He just has to be. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson kind of started the number seven thing. I was at the first number seven. Obviously, Allie Highsmith, Burt Jones. But the number seven tradition started with him, okay? And, you know, it's – the simple truth is he's one of the – one of the best, he established a culture uh, that has, has maintained itself throughout everything, right? And, you know, if you do, uh, Brian, to your super chat, if you do like a, a retiring of number seven, it's got to be everybody. Now, Tyron had the best season out of any of the number sevens. Obviously, you can argue Peterson's 2010, you can argue Fournette's 2015, but Matthew was a Heisman finalist. Uh, in 2011. So, yeah, I, I know a lot of you want the number seven to be retired. I'm fine with it being a thing because I think Will is going to be a really good player this next year. All right. Now, let's go to Buster Super Chat. Thank you so much for the generous Venmo. And Buster, if you want to type out your question and I pin it, go right on it. Okay. Uh. Buster says, I'm excited that both players voted for the special numbers this season are linemen. Okay, so you're excited that both the players are linemen, the unsung heroes of the sport. Totally agree. You know, number 18's gone to linemen in the past. Obviously, Cushenberry and uh, Lacatour, um, who I know, and um, Benny Logan, right? Really good player. And I'm glad that linemen are getting the love, right? I, I'm a lineman, so I'm, I'm biased. Uh, but yeah, Makai Wingo is great. He's a great football player. He's got a really high floor. It would take a lot for Makai Wingo to not be great this next season. A lot. All right. And uh, Eric, congrats. Eric is a new patron. I will send you a Joe Burrow card in the mail. Thank you so much. And Eric, you get your one-on-one if you choose to do so. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I also think... For me, and and once again, this is this is this is just for me. All right, I do think this does help recruiting, right? If you can go to someone, uh, an elite offensive tackle recruit, and you say, "Look, you can be the next Tyron Matthew at LSU. You can be that level of a star." I love it. I freaking love it. You know, like if you think about some of the we. Like, we've had some rock star offensive linemen. We've had some really, really good players, right? Uh, but, I mean, go look at the NFL draft. And I've shared this stat plenty of times, but uh, the last first-round offensive lineman we've had is 1998. Now, really think about all the first-round picks LSU's had, all right? And they've had two second-rounders since then, all right? And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on that. Feel free. 98. Now, Will's going to change that here in two years. I think Emory Jones will as well. I think both of them are that good. Um, That is the only position. That is it. Okay. So, I like that Brian Kelly is changing the narrative there because he's had the rock star offensive lineman. He's had Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson. And we've had really good ones, right? I will always send the praises of Will Blackwell, Lyle Collins, uh, Damian Lewis, I think was very underrated in his um, 
uh, I think I think that's great. All right, Danny girl, uh, about the PHO meetup. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do it. I think I have most uh, of of your numbers. So yeah, we're gonna set it up. We're gonna set it up. Uh, I'll have a big plan I'll put together by Tuesday. How about that? I like that, Danny girl. Uh, we can even set up like a WhatsApp, and I think that would be a little bit better because. Uh, uh, WhatsApp or Telegram or something like that. If people don't want to uh, give out their numbers, we'll set that up. Or you and I will set that up with Jared because I know Jared wants that. I talked to Carvis who actually lives in Orlando. So yeah, let's do it because I know a lot of you want to take a photo. Uh, who knows? I might make a last second trip. You never know. You never know. Uh, some Florida, uh, ironically, uh, a Florida State player wants me to go to the game. So. You never know. You never know in this world. Ha, ha, ha. So if you are new here, please uh, introduce yourself. Welcome yourself on Tuesday night. We have some really big announcements as well. We have some PHL partners, and I'm really looking forward to that. Some of them are familiar faces. If you are interested in being a part of um, the PHL partnership where you can have some spots run during our live streams, which get crazy. Uh, feel free. I don't do a whole lot of them. Uh, you know, I want everyone to be on the same page. But on Tuesday night, we have a pretty fun announcement for you guys. So deeply appreciate that um, because, look, you guys are the reason why I'm able to do this. Okay? Wink, wink, nod, nod. What's up, TJ? Good to see you. So Tuesday night... Tuesday night. We got a got a fun announcement coming up. Now, MDP, congratulations! We have two patrons signed up tonight. That's awesome. Uh, if you sign up for the Patreon tonight, I will send you a message after the end of this live stream. Get your address, and your Joe Burrow card is in the mail. First day, it's immediate. Ask everyone. I send really good prize packages. Huh? 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 Ah, so there you go. John Scott, good to see you. I was on a Florida State show earlier. AOL group chat. We can do that too, Jared. Uh, I was on a Florida State show earlier today. Okay. I'm going to tell you what happened. So I started, first thing I said on the, uh, that whenever I go on an opposing team show, I want to start with the hot take to piss everybody off because that's the point of all this, Right. This is the only week we're ever just going to hate Florida State. They're not a rival. Now, historically, in the early 90s, there was a huge brawl that happened versus LSU and Florida State, and it was massive. Okay, so LSU and Florida State do have some history. Okay, um, there's uh, a lot of history. In fact, uh, some LSU Tigers have recently passed from the late 60s success we had versus Florida State, which is absolutely crazy. Okay. Uh, so the truth is, uh, it has been, it's, 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 th there is some history with these two programs. I love going on a show and just pissing off the other team's fan base. But I honestly thought this wasn't really that hot of a take. I said, the all-time better wide receiver between Peter Warwick and Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. I think we can all agree that Jamar Chase 
is him, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know how many college football wide receivers had a better season than Jamar Chase in 2019. And I've said a gazillion times how much I idolized Peter Warwick as a child. But they were after me. They were coming after my neck. They were trying to get my address. They were trying to dox me. I said, hey, tell me where this chubby Bruno Mars, ugly you-know-what, tell me where this mother effer lives. And I'm going to pull up to where he lives. And by the way, if you Florida State fans want to know my address, I'll give it to you right now. Write it down. If you want to step up on my block, it is 123 ABC Street in Anchorage, Alaska. I will see you tomorrow. But anyway, I didn't think that was that hot of a take. I didn't think that was that hot of a take. <laughs> we'll have James on Thursday night, James Robinson. Uh, former Florida State fullback, we'll have that debate. And then on the show, all right, this is where it got really interesting. At the end of the show, guess what happened? He brought up who's a better all-time team. Is it 2013 Florida State or 2019 LSU? Okay. Now it was the end of the live stream. I had not had dinner yet. I was a little grumpy. I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't, because I, I know, I know that, I know you can, you can make a case that Peter Warwick was better than Jamar Chase. You can, all right? An adolescent me probably liked Peter Warwick as much as I love Jamar Chase, and you guys know how much I love freaking Jamar Chase, but you wanted to have that debate at the end? Is it even a debate? Is it even a debate? Here's the thing I would say about this debate, all right? Ask the national media companies, all right? Ask 247 Sports, ask On3, ask ESPN. If they are looking for clout, you want to know what they do when they're looking for clout? This is, this is it. And I love all those organizations. I have nothing bad to say about anybody in the national media. I want to do more national media stuff, okay? But this is what, this is, this is what they do. They call the social media intern and they say, hey – Lindsay, Chuck, whoever – I don't know if those are social media intern names or whatever. They're like, hey, put together a 2019 LSU versus blank graphic. Clout. Immediately. Joe Burrow highlights clout. Immediately. And, and this is one that I've seen recently in the NFL. Did you know Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were teammates? And it's the same thing. You guys see it all the time. It's like, oh, God, this again. And we're not mad. Anytime you tweet out Joe Burrow highlights, you're not hurting my – you're not hurting me. <laughs> but but you never see you, – you, tell me this. How many times have you seen – 2013 Florida State versus blank debate. You never see that. You never see that. I see 2001 Miami. I see 2018 Clemson. And I understand that Florida State fans, we have a few in here. I understand you take that personally, that your team gets overlooked. I think the 99 team is better than the uh, 2013 team. Hate on me all you want, but uh, still, I I will I will say 
I will say this. 2013 Florida State. Come on. Come on, guys. Now, this is this is what this is what was said said to me in the chat. Every starter on the 2013 Florida State team got drafted. Well, guess what? Every starter on 2019 LSU got drafted. Outside of one player. One player. And his backups both got drafted, and they're still playing in the league. And by the way, one of those teams says Joe Burrow. The other team doesn't have Joe Burrow. It, this, this is not hard. This is not LSU me. Okay? And here's the thing. I'm a Jameis believer. I still think he could play in the NFL. I'm serious. I got one of Jameis's rarest cards right here. I know you hear me say that all the time. I got it stashed away for a little bit because uh, I want him to start playing well. Uh, for, for the value to go back up. He's got to play again. But I got it right here. Playoff ticket auto. I got it right here. It's shiny. If a Florida State wants to buy it off of me, I'll give you a great discount on it. I put my money on James Winston being a good pro again. Or a, a good pro. Still, one team has Joe Burrow. One team has Jameis Winston. Now, Jameis Winston's very good. Jameis Winston's very good. He's very good. Okay, but in this case, in this case, to use an analogy, okay, Jameis Winston is Clyde Drexler. Joe Burrow is, well, I won't ever say, I won't ever compare Joe to that, but he's in a GOAT debate with all the other goats in their respective sports. Okay. 2019 Joe Burrow's not losing to anybody. All right, John. You guys were loaded. You guys are freaking loaded. And if Kelvin Benjamin could have laid off a of Wendy's five for five. He would have been a perennial Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. He was good. Now, I probably shouldn't comment on anybody's weight because I myself am no longer in playing shape. But, John, let's be real. Kevin, if you're watching this, that was personal. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. That That was mean. But it's also probably true. Because you were a dude, okay? You were a dude. Kevin Benjamin should have been a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Should have been. Should have been. Now, one thing we both could say, Florida State and LSU fans could both say they, that they like the Superdome. We can all agree on that, but this game is going to be in Orlando. Okay. LJ, good to see you. But I, I just wanted to run that by you guys because we'll, 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 we'll have James on here. We'll have James on here Thursday night. He is a Florida State historian. He played and bled 
for the team. Okay, he knows Jimbo. He obviously knows Coach Bowden, a legend, one of the GOAT coaches. So uh, he played for Coach Bowden. So we'll, we'll let him we'll let him give his side of the debate there. No, John, hey, look. If the, if the game was played on a neutral field, LSU would be favored by seven and a half. I, I honestly think that. I think that they would be favored by seven and a half on a neutral field. If this game was played in the Rose Bowl or whatever, I think they would be favored by seven and a half. I do. I do. Okay. You see, this is great. Crack that head. FSU 48, LSU 31. Oh, for this year's game. I do think it's going to be a high a high scoring game. So we'll get back. We'll get back to the current stream. But here's the thing. Here's here's what we'll do, John. If you if you don't if you if if you don't want to have the debate here, you could tweet your debate to me. All right. Jared, don't worry, we're gonna have it here Thursday night. We'll have the we'll we'll have both of these debates. Peter Warwick versus Jamar Chase. And we will do 2019 LSU versus 2013 Florida State. Okay. But the thing about the 2019 LSU versus anybody debate is I can do whatever. All right. And everyone's going to say, well, you're biased. And probably true. All right. I love that team. I think everybody does. But every member of the national media says the same damn thing. They they really do. They all say it. They all say it. Like the national media that, that has no ties to LSU. Hank, Mike Greenberg, who is a Northwestern grad, did the best 2019 LSU debate ever. He's a Northwestern grad. He's, he's not even a college guy. He's an NBA guy, NBA and NFL guy. He's a Jets fan, for goodness sake. He, he's seen it all. Okay. Now, next thing. All right, and I'm 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 I want I want to be open to all Florida State fans here. All right, I love game week. I love getting to know fans from, um, from from all fan bases. And look, I don't think Joe Burrow likes us on here talking about the past. We should be talking about the future. All right. I'll be honest with you, and I'm, I've stayed by this opinion, and I hope I'm totally wrong about this. Type Y for yes. Type N for no. LSU will hold Florida State to under 28 points. Type Y for yes. Type in for no. LSU will hold Florida State to under 28 points. Type Y for yes. Type in for no. Let me know. I'm looking at each and every one of you. Jared says no. Rob G, what's good, brother? Hope you and the wife are doing great. Uh, Rob G., I highly recommend you go to the – if you are a new patron, 
in our Discord, we did just start an outdoors channel, and it's being run by Michael B. All right. Uh, Michael B is an avid outdoorsman. It's a weakness of mine. So we started an outdoors channel on PHL. He gives you advice on ATV, all that stuff that comes all with your subscription. Kedrick, good to see it. Angelo says, no, that makes sense with your avatar. He he gave, he gave a, a hailed no. All right. Ooh, music says easily. Easily. Let's take a look at the poll question before I give you some thoughts here. Um, let's see. Jaden Daniels currently dominating the poll as I thought he should. Okay. Kedrick thinks 4124. There you go. The overhits. That's that's one of my favorite sides. Okay. Michael, that's about where I am right now, 35-31. I think it's going to be a game in the 30s. Butcher says we run away with it in the second half. It's a good point. Depends on how the corners play. I do think this is about as bad of a matchup we could have asked for with the secondary having some issues this offseason. So I do agree with that. I do agree with that. What's up, Mick? Jay Madison? If we can get pressure or bring down J2, it'll be rough. Here's the issue with that. Um, Jay Madison, as is, is, is much as I, I, I like that, I, I do agree pressure. And obviously, you know, Jordan Travis has never seen a player like Harold Perkins before. He just has it, right? You know, as great as Jared versus on the opposite side, you know, Harold Perkins is one of one, right? There's just not anybody that's really looked like him uh play the linebacker position the way he plays it. The one thing Jordan Travis doesn't give enough credit for is actually uh, something that Joe Burrow was really good at in college. All right. It's sack avoidance. All right. Jordan Travis is so good at not taking sacks. All right. Jared, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Okay. Uh, I think Jordan Travis is unbelievable at avoiding sacks. And I know I, I said this a gazillion times in the film study earlier today. But I was thoroughly impressed with how he performed versus us last year okay and my fear is he plays as well as he did last year versus us and their receivers actually have a good game because they did not have a good game versus us last year they were they were abysmal honestly and you know it 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 was tough i mean he put so many passes right on the numbers where only his guys could get it i mean it was just unbelievable okay and you know, I I know I should on here say Jordan Travis sucks, but I don't like lying to you, right? He's really good. He's a really good football player. I I I just like both these offenses so much going into next year. 
I really, really, really do. I really, really, really do. Um, it doesn't surprise me that this this number kept creeping, creeping, creeping up. And I, I just think we're gonna have to beat them in a shootout. I do, I do. And that's not really our defense. Uh, I, I don't think it has as much to do with our defense as it has to do with their offense being really good. Now, I'm gonna be honest. All right, I've had you guys in comment sections of some of these other videos saying that I fear Florida State, and I'm giving them too much credit. Not the case at all. Not the case at all. Okay? If you ever actually listen to how actual football players talk about their opponents, they respect them. They give kudos where kudos is deserves to be getting, given. Okay? I think LSU will acknowledge that Florida State is a very good football team. Brian Kelly, who's more familiar with Florida State than we are. Okay, he would acknowledge that Florida State's a really good football team. I just think their defense is going to have a lot of issues with us. I think we're going to be able to run the football. I think Florida State is going to say, look, we don't want their receivers on the outside being us deep. We're going to give them light boxes. We could not run on their light boxes last year. I think in this game, we're going to be able to. I think we're going to be able to run the football. And I think when Florida State starts committing more guys to the box, that's when we're going to explode. Okay. So, yeah. And it, it should be a good day. Good question, Angelo. And this is also true. It just is. And that's no disrespect to, to, to Mike. But the linebacker play for LSU is going to be so much better this year. All right. Next year, this year, it's next year. It's this next year. It's this coming year. All right. This year. This year, this season, I don't think we play Florida State in 2024. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, and look, H-Town Creole, I, I, I don't love FSU. It, it, there's, a, there's a difference between saying somebody's good and 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 loving them, right? There's a lot of athletes that I'll acknowledge that are good, don't particularly like them. Okay. And honestly, yeah, I go back to what some of the LSU brass has said about um, how they feel about scheduling. All right. Michael, thank you for your super chat. I really appreciate it. Another generous super chat from you. Um, and look, I, I'm getting accused of, of, of man crushes. It's it's not a man crush, right? I'm going to be honest, Chance. I am not a Caleb Williams fan. I, I, he's just, not, I like, I think he's very, very, very freaking good. I don't particularly like him. All right. I have no Caleb Williams cards, and I like exposure to uh, everybody's cards. I do. Um, I just, he's just not, not my cup of tea, right? 
Uh, it's not that I dislike him. I think he's worthy. I think he's going to be an NFL Pro Bowl quarterback. I don't like him. Just saying somebody's good. I don't like Jordan Travis. I like KJ Jefferson. Uh, but you know, I just think, I I I think it's great that we play elite quarterbacks. All right. Now, one thing I was right about, I didn't have the channel at the time, but I will always go to the grave saying college version of Trevor Lawrence wasn't that great. Wasn't that great? I get so sick and tired of people putting him in college goat debates when he doesn't belong there. Okay, he doesn't. I got, I, and, and one thing that I got completely correct about the the the, the matchup was everyone made twenty nineteen Clemson versus twenty nineteen LSU all about it's even everywhere, but it's a Joe Burrow Trevor Lawrence matchup when that was the two biggest separators between the two teams. If you go position by position, there was a huge gap between the two. Okay. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay to admit that somebody's a good player without saying, oh, Carter has a man crush on him. All right. Cause I am here to give you the realest and most objective analysis. That is my goal when I made this channel. All right. I'm an LSU fan, obviously, you know, decked out in this, but I'm going to tell you when somebody's good. Okay. Jordan Travis is really good at football. He just is. All right, let's go to Rob G. Last year, our team had new coaches, check. New player positions, check. And a new QB, check. This year, we are in sync. JD has grown in the passing game. Offensive line is one unit. And we have a room full of backs that won't get tired. Totally true on all of it. And, you know, obviously the middle thing is is, is where we're going to need to see growth uh, from Jaden. If we are to win this game, though, we are going to need Jaden to hit some of these shots. I do believe it because I think we're going to be able to run on them. I, I think our run game is going to be a lot better versus their defensive front. I think there will be times where we're going to be able to run right at Jared Verse and move him in the running game and get a little inside zone going, which is you know our bread and butter, kind of like counter is our bread and butter. And I, I, I think we're going to maul them. I do. I think we're going to be able to run on them, and then they're going to – they're going to have to bring more people in, and that's when Malik and BTJ and Aaron and those guys are going to eat. And we, we're just going to need Jaden to deliver those passes when they are there. I will also say this, that one thing that I like about this game, Rob, and this is something um, – and Buster, if you can, type out your question in the chat. I appreciate you Venmoing me. Um, he wants to talk about defensive adjustments at halftime. Let's do it. Okay. So type that out, Buster. I'm going to put your comment up on the screen. Um, you know, JD has grown in the past game. I think if if he does take even a minuscule step up in that, I think our offense is going to be so freaking good. I really do believe it. I really do believe it. And I know our offense had some abysmal games. And even more scary, they had some abysmal halves in games that we won. Okay. We have got to be better away from Tiger Stadium. We've got to be better um, early in games. And I think we will be in both of those aspects. I really do. And if we do get better in those two aspects, watch out. They, because 15-0 is on is, is on the docket. It's, it's possible. Um, that's not where I have the team slated going undefeated. But, man, if Jaden's vertical pass a game to go along with all of Rob's correct points um, – I, I I think the sky's the limit for this team. I really do. I really, really, really do. 
because you want to be better on the offensive side of the football than the defensive side of the football in the modern game. TJ, I, I am going to go with Jaden. I will. I think, you know, if, if Jaden does take those steps forward, watch out. Watch out. I think, you know, taking Jaden out of it, though, right? Because I, I think if I'm rating people nationally, it's probably better I take out, you know, my guys. Um, I still think Jaden is, is, is definitely up there with the elite quarterbacks in the SEC. Uh, he's number two on the high zone odds, right? I will also say this. Jordan Travis is in my top 10 quarterbacks in all of college football. I think he's really good. And I know a lot of you have let me know in the comment section how wrong you think I am about that. That's perfectly fine. That's a great thing about this country. You can say whatever you want. As long as you're cordial, I won't block you. I blocked somebody in the last chat because he called me Stephen A. Smith. And I love Stephen A. I shared my Stephen A. story last uh, last live stream. But he was trying to tell me how to do my show. And I was like, eh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Let's go to Buster's uh, Super Tank question. DJ, let him know, man. All right. So Buster wants to talk about some halftime defensive adjustments. All right. How good are our defensive adjustments at halftime? All right. That's a very good question. Let's um, – everybody, welcome to Centennial to the channel. It is stupid. The, the Mason Smith thing and the Florida State fans feel the same way. All right. Let's talk about defensive adjustments at halftime. All right. So – to give you an insight of what halftime adjustments actually look like for Division One Power Five teams, it's hard to make halftime adjustments. It is because you know the coaches at halftime race down to the locker room, and it's hard logistically. It's hard to get to where you are in the press box down to the locker room. So it's really hard, and you kind of just have to do it on the fly anyway. Um, where like in high school, it's a little bit easier because it's not as big of a stadium. All right. But even with that said, LSU was really good at defensive adjustments last year. Okay. Outside of the A&M game, right? Uh, we, we didn't, we made very little adjustments in that game. Um, but yeah, you saw the defensive adjustments they made during the Auburn game to slow them down and it worked, Right. Um, it shouldn't have ever got to that point, but still. And you saw the defensive adjustments, most notably in the Ole Miss game. That was one of the better adjustments that they made. LSU decided to get more aggressive with their DBs. And maybe Buster, LSU says, look, Florida State's going to think with our DBs uh, that we're going to play off of them all game. Maybe the best thing to do is press up on them. Maybe we should get physical with them at the line of scrimmage. Do what they're uh, they're not expecting us to do. And I think defensively, if you go into a game versus a really good offense, one of the best things you can do defensively is show them something that they are not expecting to see. Okay. And if you do that, you really do shock them. They really do feel some culture shock when that happens. Um, 
it's 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 just the truth, right? Jared A says the only halftime adjustments we'll make is a back. I mean, <laughs> I freaking love it. Gary Dustmeyer, stay warm, buddy. You're coming in at halftime, boy. It's gonna be thirty-one to zero. Okay. But yeah, it's a really good point, Buster, about halftime defensive adjustments, right? If Florida State has a good day on us, what do we need to do to get those adjustments? Uh, what do we need to do to slow them down? Let's go to Michael B. Yeah, JD has to be better across the middle of the field this year. True. This might be jaded to some, but I think not having Kayshawn on the field this year helps. They forced him the ball last year. You are right. All right. Now, let's talk about throwing over the middle of the field. Okay. I think LSU is going to be better at that for a few reasons. The biggest is Kayshawn. All right. I don't think the Kayshawn Jaden marriage ever worked out. Now, did they have their moments? Yeah. Right. The big completion over the middle in the Arkansas game was huge. Obviously, the Florida game was Kayshawn's best by far. He made some really big plays for us to beat Alabama. So Kayshawn wasn't just, you know, a total disappointment last year, but he he just was. It, it wasn't it wasn't something that I felt Jaden was ever comfortable with. Who I know Jaden feels comfortable with is Malik. Okay, and you know you, you look at what Jaden did. At Arizona State, you know, one of the biggest improvements he made for LSU last year were his turnovers, right? Because he had 10 interceptions his final year at Arizona State, didn't turn the football at over, uh, over really at all last year. And he was the best quarterback in college football by far for avoiding turnovers, turnover-worthy play percentage. Now, we want that number to actually be a little bit higher because that means he's taking more chances. But he did a good job avoiding turnovers. But turnover avoidance doesn't often correlate with the explosive offenses that you need to win a college football playoff. right? You got to have some turnovers because that means you're challenging the defense, right? And, you know, I, I think Jaden never really got comfortable with whoever his slot receiver was unless it was Malik neighbors. And you saw some of that in the Purdue game where Malik was in the slot and he was really good. Right. Uh, we ran Malik. We, we ran Hoss Juke with Malik over the middle. Uh, we had a nice fourth down conversion um, with Malik over the middle. And I, I think Malik in the slot is something I, I'm a big believer with, but he's also our best contested catch outside receiver. So, I like Malik in the slot. I really do in particular for this game. And sometimes a, a good thing if you're a quarterback is just having familiarity. Jaden is familiar with this offense. He's also familiar with this building, having played in it last year. So I I, I think Jane's going to be great. I really do. Okay. If JD5 has a slow first half, do we see Garrett Nussmeyer in the third quarter um he would have to stink all right he just he just would okay 
Everybody, welcome Jerwin Robinson to the channel. Welcome, Jerwin. Good to see you. And if you just happen to be, I love that name, Jerwin. If you just happen to be a first-time viewer, bang, there is your schedule right there. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays at 8.15 Central. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. Pre-game, halftime, and post-game shows. There you go. Jared holding it down for us on Facebook. Oh, crap. Oh, I hate it when this happens. Oh, my God. I, I hate this. Dude, sometimes from where I'm sitting, I wish you guys could see this. You ever notice, all right, you know whenever you're meeting with somebody old on their phone and they put the phone, uh, you look at the text on their phone and they have it on 72 font. That is exactly what my screen is right now. It zoomed all the way in. I can only see the word twos on my screen. All right. That's it. <laughs> this is, I, I have the boomer phone settings up here right now. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to refresh this thing and I'm going to get back to your questions. But I'm also going to show you is um, what I was actually talking about a minute ago, Jaden Daniels versus Purdue last season in Camping World Stadium. Let's go! Very good stuff from the LSU offense. Right now, we're going to give you the all-22 look of this shot right here by Jane Daniels. As you can see, it's a clear, too-high look. So what we're going to do is we're going to run a go route here and a dig route from Mason Taylor. This is a very easy pre-snap read by Jaden. As you can see, they're not really doing anything exotic. So this is honestly just good pre-snap manipulation. Okay, Jaden is looking at the safety. He sees that the safety is getting depth. So it's easy to see that the space over the middle is where he should throw this football Pocket is absolutely immaculate right here, and Jaden throws an easy strike to Mason Taylor. Right here, you want to see this ball a little bit better of a throw. Maybe Mason Taylor could have kept his feet. You, we want to hit him to where he can run after the catch. All right, so here we go. It's fourth and two. This was Jaden's best throw of the half right here, okay? Obviously, he is going to want to throw the football here to Malik Neighbors on this fourth and two. Um, you know, normally if you see press like this, you want to try and hit it over the top. Notice no safety help, but Right here, we want to go to Malik Neighbors. It is clear that they are, you know, crowding the line of scrimmage, and it's pretty clear that we have man on man on man across the way. Pick your favorite matchup, and he's going to Malik the entire way. What makes this route and throw really impressive is this corner had inside leverage right here. And look at where this throw was. This corner has inside leverage. Could not have thrown a football any better than that right there. We pick up the first down, and Malik is actually able to run after the catch here. That's pretty good stuff. Here we go. Um, just good stuff right here by Jaden Daniels yet again, okay? So, as you can see, they're still in this too high look. So, obviously, it's going to be hard to get anything vertical uh, versus, you know, too high in this situation. They do a simulated pressure. So, defensive end drops out. They blitz the mic. Jaden sees that the mic deoccupied the middle of the field. This is the easiest read you'll see. Protection is absolutely perfect. And we're able to hit our best player in stride. Um... Good throw, good run after the catch, and uh, we pick up a near first down. So there you go. So I think I'm off Boomer Vision right there, huh? Huh? Ah. Huh? But uh, but yeah, I think uh, 
I think actually that kind of went along with our point. Throwing over the middle of the field, you see that he was, you know, more comfortable with uh, Malik right there. Okay, even if the corner had leverage on him, it's uh, it's 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 definitely fun. So I'm glad to get kind of uh, back into film study mode. There you go. Um, so yeah, pretty pumped up about this. Omar and Perk, let's go. I love it. Omar is such an underrated name too. Omar is such an underrated name. Hey, hey, let's go. I love it. Now, you guys know, I am a Jersey number snob. All right? Okay? It's just how it works. I'm a Jersey number snob. Let's go to Joseph Lee, all right? Matthew Langlois is my guy. I don't know him, but he's from New Roads. There have been some more jersey number switches, okay? And to go along with the number eight and, uh, well, the number seven and number 10 thing, okay? We did have another jersey number switch here. Matthew Langlois, outside of the number 14 uniform, Andre Sam is now wearing number 14, okay? So Andre Sam, I swear, I saw Andre Sam with number eight when he first got here, all right? Then he switched to, I think, like number 38, and then he got switched to number 19, and now he's number 14. So Andre Sam is number 14, okay? It is bizarre, okay? It is very, very, very bizarre. And Matthew Langlois is number 19 now. Very, very interesting. The jersey number guys out there and gals. You guys know it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. In fact, I, I started a Twitter account devoted to just jersey numbers. That's how much I love it. <laughs> it matters. It matters, okay? God, I'm feeling good tonight. We got a, we got two new patrons tonight. It is awesome. Absolutely awesome. It, it is weird in football, but I love it. I love it. That's true, Jared. Freshman Tyron Matthew. Now, speaking swag speaking of new threads don't forget our our lsu.com slash merch if you buy four shirts you get a joe burrow card in the mail from yours truly power our lsu.com slash merch or actually that uh power our lsu.com slash shop okay check it out PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. Baby onesies. Shout out to my favorite Louisiana couple, Jared and Burgundy. 
technically you need a onesie for twosies, right? Because you don't have twins. Congratulations. Let's go to Christopher, who comes in objective. He says, in my opinion, Travis is better, but JD5 has better coaching, therefore will have a better season. Uh, I agree. I agree. I do think LSU staff is better. I think Florida State staff is also pretty good. Not totally sold on Adam Fuller as the DC. Uh, but I don't think he's like, I don't think it's a situation if you're a Florida State fan where they have a DC that's clearly holding Norvell back, kind of like what's happening at USC and at Oklahoma. The Grinch, Alex Grinch. It's not a good DC at USC, but for some reason, Lincoln Riley says, "Oh, he's good enough. He's good enough." If I'm Florida State, yeah, I think for me, I'm a little worried. With uh, Adam Fuller. Okay. I am. I am. But yes, buy some merch. Uh, I do need to sell a few more things just to pay the web domain off. Huh? 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 Uh, there you go. Okay. Let's uh, we'll get into a few other topics. If you guys want to chat some other SEC games, I watched a Vanderbilt Hawaii game with some of our Discord uh, viewers last night, so that was really cool. Uh, Ellie Mom and I got to break down those games together, and I appreciated her opinion uh, on that game. So yeah, we're gonna do some watch parties for some other games as well. So I'm really excited about that. Now, my thoughts on. Uh, Florida versus Utah. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, I think Utah is going to blow them out. I think so. I will say this. All right. On the SEC channel. All right. I have spent more time studying schedule format. I'm obsessed with jersey numbers and scheduling formats. And that's the case in all sports. I've always found both of those two things to be very fascinating. And one thing I would do if I was an athletic director at a big-time school is avoid playing road and neutral site games early in the season. Um, and it's hard to avoid them because that's the weeks you normally play a power five team from a different conference. So you kind of have to play a difficult game in that first month. And oftentimes that game isn't going to be close to your house. If you could avoid playing those in the first two weeks, it's really hard. I would avoid doing it because teams just don't play as well. Um, in those first two weeks, because you don't know what your team is, right? And you're oftentimes playing in a, in a place you've never been to. And it's hard. You got a Utah team that returns their quarterback and feels very jilted on how that game ended last year, right? Because, well, 
they were throwing a game-winning touchdown and, and rising just threw a pick right at somebody, and it cost them the game. Now, if you are Utah, you do lose your best offensive player, Dalton Kincaid. I went to the Bills in the first round. He's a very good player. But, yeah, I I, I just don't think I, – I think Florida will have a pulse by the end of next season. That's just brutal. That's just brutal to go all the way over there. And it's just not an easy place to play. Huh? 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 I, 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 I like Utah. I do. And I would take the Florida point total under whatever it is. Now, if it's like seven. Men don't do that. I doubt it's seven. But I, I don't think they're going to be able to score. This is a good question from from John. Okay. How different will LSU's defense be schematically this year? And that's a good question, right? I think for me, where it starts is what are they going to do with Harold Perkins this year? And that to me is if there is a defensive advantage for LSU is Florida State has no idea how they're going to use Harold Perkins, right? I think Florida State would probably have felt more comfortable if Harold Perkins was playing in the same exact role he is playing he was playing in last year but now he's an off-ball linebacker you really don't know what what they're going to do with him and that sucks because that is someone you do have to scheme for and it doesn't matter how you cut it i mean these florida state guys don't weigh more about football than i do when you watch film coaches do the same thing that probably some of you do is who do i need to look out for who is someone i need to scheme for who is someone i need to be ready for and Hill Perkins is definitely that guy. I mean, you don't um, if if you um, if if you don't think right, Harold Perkins is someone you have to prepare for. Then you've you've got to rewatch everything, right? Um, you're lying to yourself. So I think Florida State's trying to figure out what are they going to do with them. And I think one person who underratedly had a really good game versus Florida State last year was Ojolari. Um, he was the one that had to take on the counter uh, that Florida State liked to do. And he blew it up a lot. Okay. I think schematically the big question, John, is what LSU is going to do to defend the counter. Now, I won't go too deep into it because a lot of you saw the film study earlier tonight, but it's pretty simple. There is a way to defend counter and essentially put counters when someone pulls from one side of the line of scrimmage to the other. Okay, you pull from one side, sometimes got to bring two guys, and oftentimes it is two players. Okay, you can do 
something called a box technique and you can do something called a wrong arm technique, or you could just play it as square as you possibly can. All right. And what we decided to do was wrong arm. It was get underneath the, the pullers and it worked. It absolutely worked. And a lot of it was because Ojolari is a very smart guy. His football IQ is through the roof and he did a really good job reading the blocks and playing the blocks and recognizing the blocks. So, uh, Ovia Gufu, who we know on the channel, he's been on the channel before. He also is a very process oriented Jack. He is a very smart, high IQ football player. Okay. So, um, you know, for me, I think Ovia Gufu is somebody that could have a big game for us. He's going to have to. And I think he will. I think he will. I think he'll be able to hold up against the run. He's a big guy. He's an experienced guy. He has seen every block you possibly can see. And I think he's going to do a really good job. He might not be an Ojolari level playmaker. Not many people are. Okay. Not many people are. Perkins is definitely a problem. Oh, wait, wait. I think I remember you from last year. What the hell is this on your screen? I, 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 I what the hell is this? I feel like Drewski on that one IG live. I mean, what, what is this? I mean, I see a fin. I see a. I, I see a, I see a, I see a, what? I, I, I mean, we got to address the elephant in the room. Yeah, thank you. Okay, you remember this. Yes, I need, I need the explanation again. This should be PHL Outdoors. I need my PHL outdoors, folks. B, Jared, Skipper, I need you guys to tell me what the hell that is. I don't even want to look at that. That's disturbing. <laughs> Panama Jack, that's true. You've got to stay disciplined, right? And one thing Florida State prides itself on is their entire scheme being versatile versus whatever you do defensively. They feel like they can do whatever they want whenever they want, with their counter-run schemes. Okay? Deconstructed gag grouper. Okay, here's my issue with this. Are you so prideful of this fish being slit in half? Are you so prideful 
of that. That you make this your avatar. That you want Digital 10G to be known for the deconstructed gang grouper. What if Nemo was watching this? Now, Nemo's a goldfish, and goldfish forget things every 10 seconds. But imagine if Nemo had to keep seeing that and reliving that, that 10 seconds of, of one of his buddies deconstructed. And it's not, it's not just that you said, like, slit open gang grouper. You said, no, I deconstructed that thing. You deconstructed it. Wait, Nemo's not a goldfish? What the heck? I have not watched Swamp Kings. I'm not. But I will say, I heard it was Urban Meyer propaganda. Which it probably was. And I heard that they left a lot of things out. I've not watched it. I probably will, though. I thought the Manziel one was pretty good. Um, I don't understand how Johnny Manziel's was only one part. But the Swamp Kings one needed four parts to tell that story. But they didn't tell. Like, if I'm getting a four-parter, you better tell me everything. You, I, I want to know more about Hernandez, Harvin, Dunlap, all those guys. But no. No. Mm -mm. I mean, what the hell? So I don't know if I want to spin my valuable time. Watching that. Now, we'll also say this. Urban Meyer is the second best coach of the modern era. The only guy that has him is Nick. And the one thing Urban could say versus Nick is they're pretty even when it comes to head-to-head. -to -head. So however you want to cut it, you know, like you can cut it. Kind of like however you want to deconstruct a gag grouper, you can deconstruct the gag grouper. So Nemo is a clownfish. I saw Nemo was a goldfish. I guess I need to see the movie. Sorry for the Nemo stands out there that I disappointed thee. I really did. The only Swamp King was oh in 2019. You are right about that. You are right about that. So you liked it, Dating Girl? Okay. We have similar tastes. I'll check it out.
Now, I have been tagged in this um, a few times now. And I will address this, the Mason Smith thing. All right. So I'm glad, you know, we are later in the live stream. I'm touching on everything I want to touch on here. I, I, I know a few of you said, why has an LSU fought back? Okay. Let me, let me start by saying this. I do believe LSU has a case to just play Mason Smith and say F-U-N-C-A-A. Florida State's on our side. Florida State fans think it's BS. LSU fans think it's BS. Florida State fans would say, well, let our guy get eligible too. And LSU fans would say, okay. And why does the NCAA have to be so big, bad, and mighty that they absolutely positively need, they need Mason Smith to sit out of this game? And I've shared my arguments as to why I don't think this is a two-sided issue. I don't think there's a both sides to this. I think Mason Smith is just getting screwed with what we know. The thing is, we don't know everything. As, as much as there is to know, kind of like how you felt after watching Swamp Kings, you're like, God, there's got to be something else that we didn't talk about here. There might be something else to the story that we don't know. I don't know anything else other than what you guys know at this point. I really don't. Um, it, it is bizarre. The whole thing is bizarre. Now, a lot of you have, have sent me tweets about, hey, let's, let's fight back. Uh, it's, it's, it's been something we talked about in the discord. Um, I just got tagged in a tweet with, a, a bunch of lawyers and all that stuff. Why aren't we fighting back? I think this is just one of those things where if you are truly a championship team, you overcome it. Okay. Now, if this were, you know, our quarterback, it'd be said to be a different, you know, debate here, but the truth is. Championship teams overcome this kinds of things. They just do. All right. And look, could Mason Smith be the deciding factor in the game on Sunday? Yeah. You know, he's a great player. He's a transcendent defensive tackle talent. Right. But keep in mind that he's not a healthy player. And he just got dinged up in practice. And I shared the other day that it might not be the best thing for him to play his first game away from Tiger Stadium on turf, okay, where it is brutal on lower bodies, right? Uh, this is actually a, um, you know, a clause here with the biggest athlete on the planet Earth, the biggest athlete, all right? Can someone name who the biggest athlete is right now on the planet Earth that is currently playing? Name him right now in the live chat, okay? And I will tell you something about his very special contract that's going on right now in the USA, all right? I want to see how well you guys know sports, all right? But simply put, Mason Smith playing on turf in his first game back is not too different than Messi, who will not play on turf. A soccer player, he and and some MLS uh, stadiums they play on turf. Messi says no, I'm not doing it. 
Now, he, he's, he's probably one of the few people that could say something like that. But he refuses to do it. Okay. Um, it's tough. It's brutal. Now, I'm not saying Mason Smith is messy. Nobody is. He's one of one. All right. It's probably not the best thing for him to play on Sunday anyway. I'd prefer him get a game, a game versus Grambling that he's just going to just destroy every offensive play that they have. And, and let that be his first game. Now, I'm not saying that we're better off without him. I think Mason Smith for even 20 snaps makes our defense better, 10 snaps. But maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe it is. Roger Dodger, what did I miss? A lot, man. EK back in the Discord. I love it. That Florida DT, yeah, I know what you're talking Number 21, TCU's got an offensive lineman. That's 400 pounds, too. Yeah, Brian, I thought I came in with, with a take that wasn't really that hot. Like, I didn't even think that was a, that hot of a take. I was like, God, I should have done something a little bit more controversial. Like, um, I don't know, Ruben Randall's better than Peter Warwick. I probably should have done something like that, which wouldn't be true, right? Even though Ruben Randall is is, is, is very great. Um. I thought I, but they wouldn't have known who that was, right? I wanted to come in hot, right? You missed that. I went and made pancakes. If you, you made pancakes, Jason? No, you didn't. In honor of the LSU offensive line. Let's go, Jason. I love it. I freaking do. I do, man. By the way, get your PHO merch. Look at our wonderful PHO models. There we go. That is Skipper's daughter on the down. This was actually in Orlando last year. Leonard and the fam rocking all Power Hour LSU gear. I love it. Leonard's an absolute gem. Here's Rick. Here's Buster, who's super chatted quite a bit tonight. And there he is. JC, you get your face on the screen, man. Were you happier getting this PHL gear? Or were you happier that you just made pancakes? Let me know. That's very difficult to choose between the two. Okay. Shout out Bastrop. Let's go. I don't know. Very familiar with all three of these young men. We even got a Destin Hill expert in here who watched him actually play in high school.
breakfast for dinner. I love it. Now, here's what I'm going to do. In the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep it going. If you guys want to chat a little bit of NFL, I'll happy, I'll happily do that. Uh, if you guys want to chat some other sports, right, with uh, LSU baseball, I saw uh, Jay Johnson do a press conference earlier this week. Y'all want to chat some LSU recruiting? Okay. Dominic McKinley is recruiting on Friday night. All right. I'm going to say the same thing about it, I, uh, the same thing I said about it earlier this week. Don't freak out if he picks somewhere else. We are about to have actual football be played. Okay. You don't really have time to freak out about it because you got to get your mind right and ready to go for the game on Sunday night. You do. Okay. Obviously, we'd love to have him. He's the number one player in Louisiana. He is a five star on, on three. He's just outside the five-star composite on 247. So, obviously, he'd be a big piece of what we need to do to rebuild our defensive line trenches after Mason Smith and McKay Wingo go to the NFL next year. Okay? I love it, Carl. 31-21. Let's go. Y'all show Carl some love, man. Uh, I love North Carolina there. I do not like some of the things that South Carolina did this offseason with their coaching staff. Uh, I'm fading South Carolina big time next year. And the funny thing is, I am a Beamer believer. I just think, and look, you should, you should, You should celebrate what they did last year, beating Clemson and Tennessee in back-to-back weeks. They should be celebrated for that. But they also had some really bad games outside of that. Okay. Uh, I think they lost a little too much for me to like them going into next year. Now, I think they'll win some games that they're not supposed to. They always do. Beamers have always done that. I, I'm just not really bullish on them this next year. And I think North Carolina uh, should be fine this year. I also think chance that game is going to be very clunky. I do. I do. And I know uh, so much is going to be made about Drake May and Spencer Rattler. But, you know, North Carolina, we'll see what they can do without Phil Longo as their OC now. So yeah, it should should be very interesting.
chances are five different schools as P5 champs this year. Oh, like five new schools? Oh, well, no, that's probably not likely. <laughs> um, like all five of them being new schools? I mean, it's it's plausible, but I think at least one of them repeats, whether it's Georgia or Michigan or whoever it may be. Still loving Jared's comment. The only halftime adjustment we'll make is in our replacements. In. Let me see really quickly on the super chat meter. We are 60, or excuse me, 40 on the dot away from giving this out tonight. Jacob Hester autograph card. Daniel, or Danielle, Danny girl. Let's see text. Let's see here. Yeah, so we will set something up before the game or what we could do. Um, I don't know what the, the stadium looks like, but it'd be kind of cool if you guys meet up at halftime. I think that would be pretty cool. Huh? I could send one of y'all stream yard link and put y'all on, on halftime. That might be easy. I don't know. It just depends how easy it is to get around that stadium. I don't know. It could be like blocked off, sectioned off. I don't know. I've never, I've not been to Camping World in forever. Let's go to Danny's official playoff projection. All right. So this is not my playoff projection, but this is what Josh Pate said earlier tonight on his show as his playoff projection. Ohio State, Bama, Oregon, Penn State. Jared, thank you for the super chat. Ohio State, Bama, Oregon, Penn State. So this is Josh Pate's playoff projection. Now, let's start from back to front here. Penn State is a team that has a crap ton of talent. Their true freshman class last year had a lot of studs. Nicholas Singleton leading the way. So he was kind of like the Harold Perkins of running backs. He was a, the best true freshman running back in my mind in the CFP last year. There's so much hype surrounding Penn State. So for this playoff scenario to play out, Penn State would have to go 11-1 and with a loss to Ohio State. All right. So for that to happen... They would need um, they would need Michigan to lose a few times, right? 
because if Michigan's only loss is to Ohio State, then, you know, it gets tough. So getting two Big Ten teams should be interesting. It is? That's interesting. Now, Oregon, Bama. Two and three. I don't see Alabama getting there. I I I just need a little bit more certainty at the key things, right? This is a team that lost their best pass rusher. I think Dallas Turner's a little overrated. I do. Um, I know they got Braswell back. I mean, they, they still should have a good pass rush. But you lose that, and that's just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. You got to replace Bryce Young. You don't have an incumbent quarterback that's just great sitting in his, you know, behest. You still have protection issues. You lost Jameer Gibbs, your best offensive skill position playmaker. You lost your best tight end in Latou. You do return most of your receivers. Brooks and Burton are pretty good. I don't think either one of them is special, but they're pretty good players. And you got a new OC and DC. And you had Nick, who I think did not do the best job coaching that team last year. And I like Nick. I I I I don't see Alabama. Now, Oregon is very interesting. I do think Oregon, if they get into the playoff, I think Bo Nix is your Heisman Trophy winner. I do. Bo Nix is one of my favorite Heisman bets. I I like Oregon's schedule. It's amazing how good you look when you don't have to play Georgia and Atlanta in week one. Now, let's go to Grant's question here. Will the hurricane hitting Florida Wednesday push the team a day back leaving BR? Or do we go early so we aren't rushed? Okay. Great question here from Graham. Now, there are so many different opinions on how you handle something like this, okay? And obviously, if there is a program who knows how to handle these kinds of things, it's LSU, right? There are a lot of people in that building who have been at LSU the last couple of decades that have dealt with situations like this in the season opener. 2021, we had to deal with some of this with travel being, you know, changed for, you know, the UCLA game. 
we had to deal with this obviously in 2008 versus Appalachian State. So we're used to, you know, dealing with this, you know, unfortunate situation, right? Unfortunately, we are accustomed to this. Now, do we go early? The way I understand it, Graham, is normally for, uh, you know, a game, um, you, you leave the, uh, you leave like early Friday, right, before a Saturday game. But this game is on Sunday. So do you leave on Tuesday? I don't think you would want to leave on Tuesday and then play the game on Sunday. Now, we do have some people in here who do live in the area, and they say what Carl says that the storm isn't really going to hit Orlando, right? So, you know, I, I think, I think for me, I feel as if this will hopefully not have an effect on the game. I do like you at least bringing it, you know, to the forefront. Now, obviously, weather when. Um, I am not Al Roker. I wish I was. I've met Al before. He's rich. I'm not. Um, could there be a scenario where, you know, the game isn't played on the day? On the Sunday, the, the day of the game. Yeah. And that's obviously very unfortunate. I've already shared what I think they would do then. They would cancel the second to last game of the season. Both teams would. They both have like a little non-conference game. We play Georgia State and they play somebody else. And I think... I, I I think um, I, I think they would switch things up, right? So yeah. That's a good question, Graham. They, pro- they probably don't leave till, I would say, Friday or Saturday anyway. Um, well, yeah.
You don't want to get rained on chafing. Zachary says, realize we haven't won a season opener since 2019. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just true. And we haven't won a season opener versus a Power 5 team since 2018, right? So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing when you look at these season opening games, right? What's one thing you, you normally see, Zachary, all right? Well, you don't see what I'm predicting, which is why I'm a little scared because, it, you know, offensively, it's so tough to click on all cylinders. And when you actually go back and look at the LSU-Miami game, we did not play our best game, but Miami was horribly coached. They, they were just not ready. And what I believe college football is in the first couple of weeks is there are more teams – that lose games than opposed to you going out there and winning them, right? Like, for instance, we're talking about that Florida-Utah game. I felt both those teams played well, right? You had a really good game where both teams played well. But rarely do you see that, right? Normally you see one team just look totally discombobulated, and the other one just doesn't look as discombobulated as your team, okay? By the way, we are 35 Super Chat uh, away from the, the Hester giveaway. Thankfully, we have more starters than we have the last few years for the most part, I believe. It's true.
UCLA have week zero. They did. They had Hawaii. It's true. Michael B. His playoff. Georgia, Ohio State, FSU, Texas. I don't think Monday would be an option. Um, actually, I don't know. I don't know. If both teams are there, then maybe it is, but I, I don't know. I, I doubt that. It would just be sucky, but we're not even going to put that out in the atmosphere. Cheese it, there you go. Rocking the Lululemons, so you don't don't get the chafe. I, I'll, I'll say this: so when I run, I wear um, I wear leggings when I run underneath my shorts, kind of like the Steph Curry look. And while it it does feel good, it does not prevent that from happening. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, there, there's nothing quite like game day body odor, man. I'm talking, and I, this is gonna sound like absolutely wild, but. Game day in the South is probably the only place where after the game, the fans smell worse than the players actually playing, right? Because players, you know, they're, they're in an air-conditioned bust, and they have multiple change, uh, changes of clothes. They have deodorant. 
have toothpaste. They have, they have everything. On a game day, shoot. Nobody carries deodorant. Nobody. But they should. It should be a requirement. Okay. It should be. But it's not. I will say this. I do think when it comes to things that people bring in the stadium, all right, it's always the essential three for a male. It's cell phone, wallet, keys. But now the fourth essential item is whiskey. Kidding. But the fourth essential item that people bring in is the cell phone battery pack. And depending on the size of your battery pack, it can get heavy. That thing can get heavy. There we go. EK. Let's go. All right. So let's give away this uh, Jacob Hester card. We didn't get a hundo on the Super Chance, but I'm happy with all the Vimos cash apps. So let's give this away tonight. EK, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate all uh, the Super Chats. I always do like the Venmos and the cash apps uh, because they go straight to me. And I always appreciate that. Now, it is a season, so we do need to give out a big card tonight. Didn't get to the 500 mark to give out the, the big Jamar Chase card, but that's okay. Because we're going to give this out right now. All right. And who do I want to give this card out to tonight? Okay. Let's show some love to all the super chatters. BT, Jared, Rob G. I think I've sent Rob G a Hester before. TJ, Michael B. J Red. All right. Now, who am I? Who am I sending this Jacob Hester card out to? It's a Jacob freaking Hester autograph. Giving out a lot of Hesters. Wanted to give out a Hester tonight because it was a number eighteen weekend. And you think number eighteen? You think Matt Mock? You think Jacob Hester? You think Tredavious White? You think all these people? So who do we want to give this to tonight? B, you don't bring a cell phone into the stadium? Bro, really? That's crazy, man. I guess that's the purest way to watch a football game. Dante, thank you for the cash app, too. I appreciate it, man. Samuel went to the Saints game. What's good, Dan? Samuel had some people come in town. By the way, Samuel didn't tell me this. Samuel's diehard PHLer. Samuel, it was his birthday this week. Didn't know this. Big congrats to you, Samuel. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give this card out. 
I don't think this person has ever won anything. But I will tell you that this person comes to every last thing that I do, even outside of PHL. All right. He goes to my Power Hour SEC live streams. Um, no, no it, I, I like I like getting the the hundo on YouTube because it's a little bit easier to track because there's just so much crap going on. But we got there with the Venmos and Cash App, so we'll give it away here. All right, you got a few Florida Staters coming in, but yeah, it is a more loving super chat it's one that i prefer but we got there um let's give this one out to pegasus congratulations pegasus you have won this card pegasus is at every last live stream that i do i don't think you've ever missed a phl live stream even in the dead of the off season you're in here so congratulations, Pegasus. Shoot me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. I think you deserve it. I don't think you've ever won anything uh, before either, so I think you deserve it. Congratulations. Uh, but, yes, I think we can all agree. You see Pegasus. You, I, 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 I don't know, Pegasus. Maybe you've missed one. I, I'm sometimes shocked when you tune in. My fantasy channel has 40 subscribers. Okay. So, congratulations. There you go. And you, do, you drop a Gary V here. Double it and give it to the next person. Okay? He says he's not a collector. So, let's give it to the other person who doesn't miss a live stream. And I'm perfectly fine giving this to my, uh, I'd have to say, he's probably, he's no doubt in the top 10 of PHL. We'll give it to Jared A. How about that? Congratulations, Jared. You are uh, a regular super channel, a super diehard PHLer, and a big organizer for the PHL get-together in Orlando. Okay. Okay, Pegasus, I got I got an autograph card for you whenever you sign up for the Discord. That's hey, that's fine with me. I think that works out perfectly. So I think Jared deserves it. If you what do they say at the end of the uh, at at the end of a marriage? If anyone objects to Jared getting the Jacob Hester card, speak now. Or hold your peace. But I don't think Pegasus has ever won anything. So, very generous review. And I'm looking forward to you, Pegasus, joining the Discord because you are one of the smartest sports fans I've ever met. You freaking know every sport. I think you honestly know more about sports than I do. Uh, and this is what I do full time. I would join the Discord, but I'm a broke dental student. So do, should we have PHL student plans? I'll think about that. I kind of want to do that. I think uh, I, I think 
I think I think that's um I'll think about that. PHL but we have a bunch of students in the Discord. So I'll think about it. I'll I'll talk to them. See if we want more. Because we did get two new members, Eric and MLP. And they will be getting Joe Burrow cards in the mail. So think about that, Samuel. That's essentially, you know, you're getting that first month basically given to you with the Burrow. Can't really beat that. Got to get more stamps. EK is Eric Kennedy. He's been in there before. He's awesome. EK is actually the one who is giving out the Mason Smith card for the fantasy football champion chip. Let me see. Where did I put that? The card's over here. Yeah, we're giving out a gold Mason Smith auto. He donated it to the channel to be given out, and we're giving that out to the PHL fantasy football champion in the ESPN league. Um, but yeah, Eric, busy man. And Eric is also really, really, really sharp when it comes to uh, LSU football. Let's go to Rome. And Rome knows uh, a lot about sports cards, too. Probably more than me. Rome and I, the, the thing is, when Rome and I get on a phone conversation, we talk for two hours. Uh, you can ask Rome. It's 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 crazy. I remember one time Rome's like fiance was like, who? It was kind of like the Jake from State Farm commercial. He was like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to on the phone so long? <laughs> and Rome's been a longtime patron. And he is the number one Skyler Maze collector on the planet. Uh, Eric, we have not. And... I think all the slots are filled, but what I can do is I can see if we can co-manage a team and and you and I can co-manage a team. I had to do that recently and with my football card co-host. It's actually kind of fun. And you and I could draft a team together if you'd be interested. I know you just joined uh, the, the Patreon. So, yeah, if you we, we could work it out, Eric. We can get you in there if you want to be a part of the PHL Fantasy League. And you can win your card back. You can win your Mason Smith card back. That would be pretty freaking hilarious. Um, I am going to Arkansas. That is confirmed. Um, I want to shout out my guy, FACP. And he is a pretty big supporter of the channel. And um, FACP, Steve, and those guys... Uh, I'll be sitting with them, me and my wife, and I am really looking forward to it. My wife and I have never been able to go to a game together. Now, we have been in an LSU game at the same time, but we've never been able to go together. And 
uh, we're going to go to that one. The other game that I will likely attend is Auburn. All right. Um, you know, for the Arkansas game, we are uh, still figuring out logistics for all of that, getting to there, uh, getting a place to stay, all that stuff, like a lot of you probably are at this point. Um, but Arkansas game and the Auburn game should be a lot of fun. Now, the hard thing when you go to games is, you know, when you work in this, it is really, really, really hard to set up pre-game, post-game, film study, all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> I, I, rem- I, I think I remember this when your fiancé was like, what? Who are you talking to? I don't think she thought that you were you're sneaking. But she was probably like, dang. But men can sit on the phone for hours and talk about sports cards. I, I did, dude, dude, it is, unless you're in it, you don't quite get it. You just don't. Uh, that's why they call it the hobby. Forge, Forge is in the hobby. He loves sports cards. But, but, yeah. Let's go to UJ Red. How will Rule do in year one at Nebraska? Very good question. Now, let's look at Nebraska's schedule. I really don't know a whole lot about their team. Nebraska's win total up. Their win total is set at six and a half. Okay. I, I have one. I co-own one uh, with my boy Andy. I don't co-own it. He actually owns it. But I am a part of the Football Card Quest. I do a football card channel uh, show every Tuesday at one thirty. But I've always wanted to do my own football card stuff as well. And maybe... Uh, maybe I do that, but Andy's my best friend, and he's awesome, absolutely awesome. Oh man! Well, Zach Jared's going. The only other PHLer I know going to Mizzou is Jared. So y'all are two of my favorite viewers. I talk to y'all uh, as, as much as anybody um, that's a member of the PHL Army. We got to get you two linked up. Yeah, you can um, send me a message in Discord. I'll send you all the information. But yeah, it's Football Card Quest, and I do a show with Andy every Tuesday at one thirty, and it works out great for me because obviously it is a lot of work doing football card stuff, and he is so good at football card flipping, and investing, and all that stuff. Uh, it's 
it, it's not mediocre football card show. My my fantasy channel is mediocre fantasy. So it is football card quest. See, Jared, look at you. You're, you're confusing my folks here. I'm booked to FSU, Arky, and Mizzou. I'm at Arkansas, though. So we're definitely hanging out. At the Arkansas game. I think that's going to be our heaviest PHL. My plan for the Arkansas game, I'm still trying to see what time the game is going to be slated. Um, I kind of want to do a meetup before. I kind of want to do something Friday night. All right, Irvin. We'll see you Thursday night. We have um, a former Florida State player, James Coleman, on. Now. No, I got to be real with you. I don't think Nebraska's going to go over six and a half. I don't. How you want to do something Friday night? Yeah, we'll do something Friday night. But I would not miss Thursday night. It's going to get crazy. James and I, man, we'll, we'll get into it. I could tell he was, he, was, he, he was ready to go at it about the 2013 Florida State versus 2019 LSU debate. That's going to be my first question I ask God when I go to heaven. Is settle this for me. Is anybody in the history of college football beating 2019 LSU? So many shows. But I think I make one one thousandth a year of what Stephen A makes a year. <laughs> but he does a lot of stuff too. It is interesting though. Like we actually look at something like these broadcast rights. Like, like like Troy Aikman makes what? I know Tony Romo makes sixteen million a year to call games on CBS. Sixteen million? That's a lot of money to call football games. Now, is he a 16 million a year needle mover when he's calling a game? I don't think so. Uh, his name is James Coleman. I honestly don't know the name of the show. He sent me the StreamYard link and I hopped on it. 
Uh, it, it's attached to my, I tweeted about it earlier. Uh, Din Media Group is the name of it. Din Media Group. And we, we, we got along. It, it wasn't too bad. Me and, him, me and him have been friends. Now, what I will also say is apparently, so I was on like a Florida State Twitter show last night. I couldn't join until later because I had a show I had to do with my football card co-host. And we had had that show booked for months, for months. So I wasn't missing that. So we go, I, 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 I left his show to join the Florida State show for a little bit. Okay, and apparently uh, my buddy got in a knockout drag out. With some Florida State fans. I don't know what the heck happened. But I love it. I think sometimes people really feel that if I get in an argument with somebody from a different team, that it hangs over. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now, it might for other people, but it doesn't for me. I... I, It just doesn't. But yeah, me and James mostly got along earlier, but I've known him. But sometimes I don't think like just a a coalition of people on a Twitter space is the best way to settle something. Because here's the, here's the thing about Twitter spaces that makes it really visceral is that honestly you can grant anybody the right to speak and they're doing it anonymously and you can't see their facial expressions it's just it it can get crazy so i don't know what the heck happened (laughs) i don't but for those that missed it i didn't know that all that stuff happened so I went on the Twitter space and I went on a rant that is probably uh, you probably would have never thought I would have made. And I just went on there trashing Florida State, trashing them, just destroying them, saying you have no chance. You don't even you don't even know what conference you're going to be in. You're about to get bought by private equity. You 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 have no chance. And I was doing it sarcastically. Okay, I, I I was do I was doing it sarcastically, but they didn't know that <laughs> they had no idea, um, and apparently it didn't go over well. <laughs> uh, so I'm on another Florida State show on Wednesday night. Should be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, this is this is what makes it great is that you have these two. So, so Eric, you listened to it. So Eric actually listened. Now, I remember you were there. You listened to it, and Eric knows me. So I went on just this tirade, like, and they hadn't heard what I've said about Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman and all those guys. And I just went off. And little did I know that that pissed a lot of people off because there had already been so much uh, tension in that room. 
but yeah, I'm not sure if Twitter spaces are a, a good thing for college football. I've decided I've, 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 I've been, uh, I've been in the middle, but I, I also, I also said, dang, I kind of went in a little hot and they probably didn't get the sarcasm. <laughs> uh, Shannon Sharp debuts on Tuesday on first take. Now, Believe it or not, I, I heard Michael B. talking about the the hot take stuff. Skip Collins, Stephen A., Ryan. Um, I'm not. I've never really was a Skip guy. I love Colin. I got his autograph book right there. Stephen A. Always, always respect Stephen A. And uh, Ryan Clark, LSU legend. Um, I want to do national stuff. That is my dream. Now I'm not a former player, so it makes it harder. But I want to be a na- I want to do national stuff. I don't even know if national sports talk is even going to be a thing five, ten years from now. But I want to do it. I I just need an opportunity. That's it. That's it. And yeah, that's all I want to do. It's 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 uh, hopefully the next step for your boy. Um. And I, I've worked on a national scale with the Sirius XM, Bleacher Report, all that stuff. I'm, I want to do it so bad. So, so, so bad. I envy them so much. And they all work their tails off to get to that spot, but I, I want to do national stuff so bad. Maybe I'm not good enough. We'll see. But, yeah, you know, I, I think the most important thing is to be compelling. And I think, you know, when you have LSU and Florida State, you know, people look at LSU and Florida State kind of in the same way, right? We've had more success than them. Uh, not by much. Obviously, they have two national championships in the modern-ish era. We have three. And, you know, there you go. Let's go, Kareem. We're going to the top. We're going nationally, baby. We're going. I believe in you, Kareem. One of our many PHL students. Um, but yeah, I I love national sports talk. I do. I I grew up doing fake radio broadcasts of a national sports show. But yeah, like especially college football. It's tough to do college football nationally. That's why I have a lot of respect for Josh Pate. It is so hard to do that nationally. Now he did have, um, he did have the two four seven, um, and CBS kind of backing, but it's still what he's done is just crazy. It is crazy how good he is at building an audience, and uh, yeah, and then it doesn't have to be college football. I, I'll do national, any level of football. Let's go to Grant giving us a score prediction. LSU 31, FSU 17. Kareem, you get the next topic. Anything you want to talk about, Kareem, let me know. If you want to chat NBA, it is a little bit later. We can do it. You want to chat EPL? We can do it. Grant, I love the score prediction. Now, I do like the over, so I, I would 
I would prefer it be LSU 41, Florida State 27. But that would be an unbelievable score, right? Because that would mean the offense did its job, and that would also mean the defense did its job. Obviously, the more shocking result would probably be the defense holding Florida State to 17. But then again, Grant, it goes back, all right? It goes back to something very simple, and it's very simple to keep in mind. Yes, I am preaching that the LSU offense will be better this next season, okay? Over-unders at 57. Yes, I did in the first 10 to 15 minutes. So if if you want to go back and listen to it, uh, the full breakdown of that. But I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. They got it right. Now, to your Super Chat, I agree. This would be the perfect score. Now, the next thing I would bring up is how many times versus Power 5 teams last year would you say that the LSU offense played great versus Power 5 competition? And how many halves, all right? I like to divide football up into halves, right? Quarters, it gets tough. But halves, I feel like if you play football for a half, you're getting at least four possessions on the very low end, more than likely five or six, okay? And I feel like if you look at it through halves, that gives you an idea of how a team performs. And we probably had an equal amount of great halves offensively and not so great halves offensively. We need more in this quadrant instead of this. Carson wants me to be more ruthless. Get that dog in you. I love it, Carson. You're probably right. I probably probably need to get a little bit more there. Let's go. Got to get that dog in me. I'm looking at you, Carson, right now. Just me and you, Carson. I don't care about the other people. I'm looking at you. I appreciate you being honest. Got to get more of that dog in me. Maybe Maybe that is what it is. I feel like I'm very energetic. I feel like I got that dog in me, but I might need to take it to another level. I I, I might I might need to do that. Carson. What's that song? I'm on a new level. What a Kareem. Do I support BK's decision to make number seven Louisiana natives only? No. And I'll say, this is the only reason I'll say, is I would never want to just say that somebody's got to be from this state. I'm fine with it. I get what he's trying to do, but it did. And I I will say this as a Patrick Peterson, big fan. All right. 
I don't want Patrick Peterson erasure to happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but there was a graphic that was put out there and Patrick Peterson wasn't on the graphic for the number seven thing. And for the LSU fans didn't like it, but they didn't put him on there because he wasn't from Louisiana. Now, this is, I'll save this opinion for a different day. All right. I'm always very upfront and honest with each and every one of you. And I give you, I feel bold takes. Now, Carson, I, I feel like I need to get more of that dog in me. That's fine. I love that. There is a take that needs to be had for a different day. And it does regard Patrick Peterson that actually puts him in an even better light. I don't want to have that right now because I've shared before that I knew Patrick Peterson in college and I would chat with him every Monday. Um, during the season and it wouldn't be on camera. It would just be me and him one-on-one and he would get ready to do like the media scrum and he would talk to me before he would talk to somebody else. And we didn't even talk about LSU. We talked about the NFL who he liked for Monday night football. It was always fun. So I, I always admit that I love Patrick Peterson and all that. The only that that's the only thing that that is the one thing. Cause he was the one that really got the seven thing going for the modern era. So, yeah. Just got to let him eat. Yeah. Got to let him eat. Got to let him eat. Now. Since we are here. Since we are talking about dogs. Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. Sign up today. Promo code Carter. Check it out for yourself. Best ball drafts over unders. There's some college football stuff on there as well. Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today. Promo code Carter. Get you a deposit match bonus up to $100. Special thanks to Underdog Fantasy for supporting me. But yeah, I just don't want that to happen. Now, Patrick Peterson was so great. We're never going to forget about him. But what I don't want to happen is him feel left out with something that he kind of got going. Now, all the other number sevens since him are from Louisiana. But then, you know, Jacoby Stevens played in Tennessee. He wore number seven as well. So I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. But I'm also I'm, I'm also a jersey number snob. And I always feel like there's going to be someone on the team from Louisiana that's deserving of the number seven uniform. So, yeah, but, you know, do I want to win? I want LSU to win by freaking 50. I do. I hope I'm totally wrong about this game being a shootout. Like, I really, the more I think about it, the more I think the score from Grant is the absolute perfect score. Okay. It's a good enough game that it's competitive and people are going to watch. It also means that our special teams was good because we kicked a field goal, obviously, with the score of 31. Also means our defense was good and also means our offense was good.
That would also be a great score. That would be an even better one, obviously. KJ, Caleb, and uh, Drake May. I would say I would say Drake. But I, I think Bo Nix has a really good shot to win the Heisman. I know that that sounds so stupid. And to be frank, it's kind of crazy when you look at like some of these quarterbacks. You know, th- there's something in the back of my mind during the Johnny Manziel documentary, Pegasus, was we blew the brakes off of Johnny Manziel. He was awful in both of the games. And Bo Nix tore us up in 2020 and 2021. Which is crazy. Now, we we stopped him in 2019, but he was a true freshman. Um, But he tore us up. And it, it was crazy. He looked like Johnny Manziel. And Johnny Manziel versus us looked like Bo Nix. That's all Ole Miss type performance, yeah. Florida type performance. How about that? Odyssey Kareem, a Florida State type performance. He was great in that game last year. Great. So I started a new Twitter account. And it said it locked me out for whatever reason. I I tried to start a new Instagram account. It said the same thing. I thought I find that so weird. All right. All right. So, um, I do need, uh, and this happens sometimes. Uh, I wanted to go a little bit longer, but I do actually need to um, take this call. 
uh, apparently it's something LSU related. So, uh, yeah. Um, don't forget, tomorrow night I'll be on Blake's show. I need all of you there on AYS. His network is absolutely massive. Um, but 7.30 Central, always supporting Blake. He's going to the moon. And uh, Tuesday, 8.15, Wednesday, 6 p.m., Thursday, 8.15, and then obviously Sunday, pregame, halftime, postgame. I'm going to try and get another Florida State film study out, but if you do want more PHL, guess what? We released a film study earlier today, and I uh, put a lot of work into it. And if you're concerned about our defensive tackle depth, this is actually going to get you guys uh, pretty pumped up. Okay. This film study right here. Okay. Uh, go right there. And if you want to make my evening, because I do not actually want to take this phone call right here. It is not a good one. Uh, PowerHourLSU.com slash shop. I want to shout out all our top super chatters this evening. I think Buster actually ended up being uh, our top super chatter. Really appreciate that uh, via Venmo. Uh, Jared, Rob G, TJ, Michael B, Jared A, Zach, Kareem, Grant. Thanks to our new patrons, EK and MLP. I really appreciate you guys so much. Don't forget. This will be uh, this whole stream will be available on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. So check it out. It is power hour LSU boom. And tonight we are doing. Oh yeah, we're doing burgers. Let's go. Let's go.